Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of The Cup. My name is Jillian Robinson. I am the Associate Artistic Producer here at Cup of Hemlock Theatre. And today I am joined by the wonderful Ryan Barakovich, one of our co-artistic producers. Hey, Ryan, how are you doing? I'm doing all right, Jill. How are you? I'm doing well as well. Thank you. Uh, today, Ryan and I are going to unpack a show that we just got back from, seeing the opening night production of Shakespeare by Any Other Name, put on by Dauntless City Theatre, and it was actually performed at St. James Park, which Ryan and I had never been to that park. It was a lovely location. We'll get more into that as the review goes along. But yes, Shakespeare by Any Other Name is a, a work written by Vijay Padaki. This production was directed by Joey O'Dell and it starred Chichi Onua and Talon Alexander. Apologies if I've mispronounced any of your names, folks. And this production is happening August 4th to the 27th, like I said, at St. James Park. They have Friday, Saturday, and Sunday performances. Friday and Saturday at 7 p.m., Saturday and Sunday at 3 p.m. So Ryan and I are, we are still in our park attire. I'm wearing a ball cap, which I think is a first for our cup episode. <laughs> yeah, and we thought we would just come right into it. So before we get into the piece itself, let's do our usual icebreakers. Ryan, what's in your cup today? My cup I made, even though it's hot out, I felt like coffee. So I made a little coffee, but I the mug that I chose is... I was looking, I'm like, we must have a Shakespeare mug, probably, but actually we do not, which maybe is in support of what the show is advocating for. But I realized, oh, but you know what is appropriate? I have this mug that I've used on the cup before. It has this long quote by Leo Tolstoy, which I'm not going to read because it doesn't matter. But Tolstoy famously despised Shakespeare and late in life wrote a very long essay called Shakespeare and the Drama, where he just got into all of his grievances. So nice. that felt like an appropriate choice of mug. How about you? What, I love that. Shakespeare and the Drama. I bet you that essay was packed <laughs> yeah. with a so, lot of so, drama and hot goss. So, yeah, so much from yeah, brilliant writer who was kind of a little office rocker by the end of life, but it was fun. <laughs> nice. I am drinking, so I'm not drinking coffee, but I'm drinking decaf. So wait, I am drinking coffee, just not caffeinated. <laughs> so decaf hazelnut coffee, and I decided Ryan and I we have this Toronto Canadian Tire mug. So I was like, St. James Park is probably on here. We can yeah. pretend that it's on. <laughs> it's a skyline, but if you zoom in, the park is somewhere. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that's what I'm drinking. I've got Love some water as Love well. It. Hydration is Stay key. Hydrated. Yeah. Great. Okay. So let's dive in to Shakespeare by any other name. Ryan, why don't you hit us with a synopsis and then we'll mm -hmm. do our usual spoiler alert post. A taste yeah, sure. of what this show is about. Yeah, so I, I was kind of struggling as we were leaving the show to think how best to sum this up concisely. And I think the what I'm going to go with, and feel free to agree or disagree, is I think this, it's kind of like a TED Talk, is the best mm -hmm. way that I can think to describe this show. That it is two performers, and they are kind of just doing, I guess you could say, a seminar on Shakespeare and his relationship to culture at large to the way we interact with Shakespeare as this public figure and the vast canon of literary greatness as he's often associated, and whether or not he's necessarily worthy of that esteem that he often has. There's some talk in there about whether or not William Shakespeare, the man from Stratford, is indeed the true author, and this mm -hmm. by any other name in the title, I think, does uh, give a little hat tip to that. 
but it's also just about the ways of we perform Shakespeare. Is there a correct way to perform Shakespeare? Who owns Shakespeare is a big question that comes up in this a lot. And at the end of the show, I guess very, there's also some interesting deconstruction of Shakespeare's place in the history of colonialism and British colonial rule. This play, I believe, is originally written in India. And so obviously there's a big you know, connection to what Shakespeare means in that context under the British Raj. Mm-hmm. But the text has been adapted for a Canadian context in particular and how a lot of those same themes of Shakespeare's place within the colonial matrix relate to our education of Shakespeare and relationship to him here. So mm-hmm. in terms of just like, a, I feel like that's as much of a brief synopsis you could get. I feel like it's very much just a, yeah, we could get into more of the nuances, but it's really just here's some things that maybe you didn't know about Shakespeare. Maybe you did. We're just going to have a chat about it. And like, yeah, I think it feels like it's very much trying to be an educational piece more so than a gripping drama, but it raises some interesting questions. I kind of feel like you and I, and feel free to disagree, are... N- it seems like we should be the ideal audience for this because, oh, we're theater people and we've vastly engaged with Shakespeare, so this is for you. But I personally don't feel like it taught me anything I didn't already know. Like, mm. there was a sequence in there where they talked about the conditions in Shakespeare's Globe Theater. And earlier this summer, you and I just were in England and took a tour of the Globe Theater and we heard yeah. pretty much verbatim all the same facts that we heard on that tour which kind of made sense in the context of you're taking a tour of this historic site that you happen to be in, but unmoored from that site specificity was kind of unclear. Okay, Mm -hmm. we're learning fun facts that we've happened to have very fresh in our head because we just saw it. And people who are unfamiliar with these will learn something new. But for us, I feel like there was a lot that we aren't the audience that needs to be taught these things, even like the more detailed stuff about colonialism. You and I, I think both know that stuff pretty well. So yeah, I if you're a Shakespeare novice, you might learn a lot of interesting things from this mm-hmm. show, is how I'll put it. Yeah, I think to add to that, um, because uh, this show was performed in St. James Park, and they basically just did it on this stage gazebo-esque section of the park, which is a right across from the cathedral. Brian and I were the pretty much the only audience members that brought our own bag chairs because we weren't sure of like where exactly in the park it would be. But everyone else was just sitting on like a park bench or like a panel of rocks or we moved to the opposite side of the stage at one point and people were sitting on the grass. So it was very open air in so many sense, right? Like duh, open air from the literal sense, but also just like anybody walking by passerbys can sit, listen and leave whenever they want. So that's where I was like, I had the same thing as you, Ryan, of being like, oh, I feel like I know this already. And this maybe is a piece. I don't want to say not for me, but like a piece that I'm I'm not learning necessarily anything new, but looking around and being like, oh, yeah, some of these people may not have even become face to face with Shakespeare. Right. Or like there was like little kids there too, like watching and listening. And yeah, it was just it was kind of like neat having the two actors just fill the space in conversation of unpacking the bard and different selections and sections of te- of its text. Actually, I guess this will, that'll be more for spoiler mm-hmm. 
spoiler alert territory. But yeah, I think to add, like, go on out. This production is sponsored by the St. Lawrence Market Neighborhood BIA. So basically everything is by donation. It's pay what you can. So that's also kind of neat and super accessible for folks. I would say over the month of August, treat yourself, stroll through the beautiful St. James Park and listen in on this production and stay for the whole thing or stay for a chunk, stay for a section, mm-hmm. learn some new facts, whatever. Plenty of people just walking through the stage on their way through the park yeah. and the show there was just a went super on. cute French bulldog just trotting across the stage in between the performers at one point. I was like, this is awesome. Shakespeare and Frenchies. We love it. Um, okay, yeah. So I think we should probably enter spoiler territory. Sure. let's do it. So at this point, we're going to have a quill and a little pot of ink show up on the screen for our YouTube viewers. So we're writing in the spoiler section. And now we are inside the spoiler scroll. Yeah, it's funny. Um, Now now that we're in the spoilers, it occurred to me halfway through giving my little plot description that I'm talking about the last beat of this, i.e. the colonial discussion. But the train's moving now. I can't stop. But like, I don't feel like this feels like the kind of show that's hard to spoil. Like as we were on the subway home, I asked you, do we even need a spoiler image for this one? But you said like, yeah, it's probably worth giving people the option to not get into detail if. Right. But but yeah, like in the absence of a very clear plot, it is very much an info dump most of the time that, yeah, there are things you will learn about that your mileage will vary how much you already know or don't know about it. Um, yeah, I, I, like I think a lot of this show, as I said, were maybe not the target audience because this they almost had nothing to teach us specifically. And I guess the thing that I'm struggling with, and feel free to comment on this too, but it's one thing to have a performance that is very much a seminar in that way. But I wonder, I feel like there should be like a next step from seminar information mm-hmm. into, okay, now that you've heard this the show can begin or the plot can begin but i right. kind of it never really seemed to for me at least take that next step and if people like you and i who already know a lot of this information it didn't feel like there was a lot to get out of this uh, i don't know what do you think yeah no i agree with you i think a lot of this too is to do with like the writing like i i think there's i mean obviously like in the container of the text itself like only so much the performers could go expand beyond. But I do agree with you. I feel like there's room for like a satirical kind of like approach from the performers or from the direction that could have been a bit more like cheeky or like Like crass. But yeah, hammier about like what the material was saying. Because like I said, it was very factual and conversational and in storytelling, which that alone was like, again, super neat looking around, seeing everyone in community listening and learning. And again, and now we're in spoiler alert, like there's interactive moments, like they have Shakespearean quotes on like a Bristol board and they ask the audience, does anyone know what, where, what Shakespeare this quote came from? And then there was like a section where they did the infamous balcony scene from Romeo and Juliet. And they asked for audience volunteers. <laughs> and that, okay. <laughs> what? I was just asking, is that scene infamous? It's famous. I don't know if it's infamous. Well, yeah, I guess <laughs> no, the, the famous sure. scene. But yeah, they asked for volunteers. So I volunteered of for Juliet. <laughs> well, no one else is volunteering. So I know, the you, bit you I did, there were other people were like, oh, okay, I'll do it. And you did a marvelous um, job. 
Oh, thanks. Thank you. But yeah, so that was fun. They had like audience members up on their feet. But then they redid the scene as themselves. And that was super neat to watch because Chi Chi played Romeo and Talon played Juliet. And obviously the delivery of text and the motivation behind text was different than what me and the other audience member was doing. So there was a really, that section was neat to me because I'm like, okay, this is practically showing folks that more probably most of this audience as just like random passerbys in St. James Park, mm-hmm. what acting is right and how like different actors give different things and there's different motivation and how scenes can be said different and yeah like acted and explored differently so I was like oh that's kind of cool it's kind of seeing behind the curtain like when you workshop and especially workshop something like high texted mm-hmm. texted sorry I just had like high texted Shakespeare I just randomly my brain just had Shakespeare be like LOL, thou it's art like, hilarious. It's like in the Stratford Robert Lepage Coriolanus when the two uh, centuries yeah, are yeah, texting exactly. each other. Yeah. <laughs> My brain's a bit cuckoo bananas. I dehydration mm. is a thing, friends. Drink water. Um <laughs> But yeah, so anyways, they did the scene and it was like, oh, this is cool. And then I I think a lot of this version, there was so, certain moments where I was expecting them to sew two things together, like do something. And then do another thing and then be like, see, they can be different. Or like, see, what does this mean? Do we revitalize Shakespeare? Do we remount Shakespeare? Do we like toss it aside and recreate our own? Like there were, yeah, just things that didn't necessarily sew together for me from a performance point of view, but from like a, like you said, like an educational and community point of view yeah there was things that people were engaged in listening and experiencing oh and it was certainly engaging i hope my kind of like oh it feels like a seminar i don't know if i learned anything i don't mean that like to poo poo on what they did like there it definitely was compelling they were doing interesting things making interesting arguments that might genuinely be mind-blowing if you're hearing them for the first time (laughs) i do think yeah the colonial discussion that very much comes at the end i think is a big part of that for people who have never thought about that before. Yeah. And yeah, it would be something that, oh yeah, why do we study Shakespeare as opposed to all of these indigenous authors that we can maybe be studying and learning about and putting on our stages instead? And yeah, and I think the interactive components that you were talking about, that is like a good way of really, you know, maybe you've never done Shakespeare before. Maybe you have no idea what it even feels like in your mouth, but try it, like get up on your feet. And in this sort of, non-hierarchical argument that it's making about anybody can do it. There's no one right way to do it. I think, yes, it very much feels like, you know, Augusto Boal, theater of the oppressed sort of idea of you're not spectators or spect actors. Get up on here Mm. and break down these barriers and democratize the art in this way. So Yeah. yeah, I'm all for that kind of thing. Well, and also like, again, just going back to once me and the audience member did the scene and then Talon and Chi Chi did the scene and then they actually like walked up to audience members and asked the question, like, how do you think Shakespeare should be handled? What do you think? And in that moment, and as we're unpacking now, I'm like, it's really cool because I feel like us as actors and theater practitioners, we're always asking that question or that's always in the room when we are remounting or 
like when we're discovering Shakespeare or even doing Shakespeare-esque works, there's always that question that we are discussing because obviously we're in the round the world of having those discussions. But to ask that question to like, like I said, like a passerby audience member, not even necessarily a theater goer, right? Like that's what another thing that was really neat about this audience is like some of them may not even be theater goers. They're just sitting in the park on a Friday night wanting to be with the vibes. So like having asked to ask that question to just like an, a person who's not in the industry, I was like, that's really interesting. Cause I feel like we all, we are always like constantly thinking about, do we continue doing the works or what do we do with the works? Because like I said, we're in, that's part of like, it's part of our job, right. As actors, as theater practitioners, but someone who, you know, just finished their nine to five and they're just strolling through St. James Park. It's like, do they, what do they think about it? Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's the, yeah. It, taking the words out of my mouth. It's good that it is, you know, that's what I'm getting at with this whole democratizing the art for this audience, putting it in public space in this way really is the only way to do that. As soon as you put something in the walled off space of a proper theater, you're only going to get the audience that's already inclined to enter that mm-hmm. space, even if you're yeah. not going to charge. So yeah, like I, I'm all for this kind of gorilla feel street yeah. theater that is really much, you know, more art in public spaces, I think is a good thing. Now this, mm-hmm. I think is maybe unfortunate that this is happening at the same time that Can Stage has their dream in Hyde, in Hyde Park right now, because, you know, I think a lot but of But like two buying, completely different Oh, two completely, I just think. Vibes, yeah. Of, People who are going to Shakespeare in the park are probably more likely to even know about that and probably, you know, go to that. It's much more heavily advertised. It is actually a proper Shakespeare play. I'd be very curious if some people show up in this accidentally thinking it's going to be something like that. (laughs) And then like, wow, I learned a lot about Shakespeare. Didn't actually (laughs) see a Shakespeare play. It is midsummer and it felt like I was, it was in a dream. So I guess I will keep (laughs) breaking. Yeah. Yeah. I guess one thing I kind of want to, I want to unpack the title. I'm, I feel like I, I haven't done this in a while in an episode, yeah, but I've done do this it. in previous episodes. And I love, I love when a title gets me thinking. So yeah, like Shakespeare by any other name. What does that exude to you? Well, to me, I feel like the most apparent idea that is invoked by this is the the question of Shakespeare's authorship, which is brought up in this that is you know in discussions of this kind of thing you know people love latching onto this quote from that balcony scene that uh, arose by any other name well what if shakespeare the famous infamous famous 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 yeah is that one (laughs) yeah so I, i think like there's this very this is a thing that kept coming up throughout the performance that talon's character really wanted to talk about the authorship question. And Chi-Chi's character was like, we're not going to talk about it. But then eventually she concedes and they do indeed have a discussion about it. Mm-hmm. I thought that discussion, like, I don't really want to get into the whole, like, complications of the long history of questioning Shakespeare's authorship. I thought, I, I don't know how I feel about how it was presented in this piece, just by virtue mm-hmm. of the fact that they, in my mind, I think the reason why they're bringing it up is partly to have a discussion about divorcing this monolithic idea of the author, capital A, author who wields authority over Mm -hmm. this text, like a very death of the author kind of argument by saying that we may not even know who this man was and is he the person and can we make any authoritative claims about 
this, you know, this man with a pointy little beard who must have written these works. So <laughs> it, but like, and I think that's gesturing towards the same idea of breaking down the authority of the British Empire and uh, democratizing this art that maybe anyone could have been Shakespeare, like how oh, anyone could be Spider-Man. Hey, that's kind yeah. of a, a nudge to the very last yes, line of this show. End. But at the end of the day, the way that they staged it in here is they had this like kind of conspiracy theory, red twine style corkboard of who these alternative author candidates could be. And they were, their pointers were rubber chickens that they were like pointing to. So to me, that feels very mocking of this idea. And I'm not saying that they need to hold this question reverence. There's a lot of competing discourses about the authorship question that, again, I don't want to get into. But to me, the aesthetics of how they were presenting this idea felt very mocking. And the, I don't know if that gels with the wrinkle that this question, bringing it into the seminar framework, how it plays nicely with the other deconstructionist ideas that it's trying to put forward. Yeah. I don't know if you have thoughts about any of that. Just one that popped right in to my brain. I would assume that the original production in play is also a two-hander as Mm -hmm. what we saw today. The original in India, you mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, I I would assume, basically, like you said, like, there's a Canadianized version Mm -hmm. and they probably just uplifted Mm -hmm. story into the production we saw today. But I would wonder like what this would be like if there were more bodies on Mm. stage. So like in that moment, like if you had actors posing and playing Francis Bacon or like Marlowe, like, and again, like comedically or like funnily, I don't know, they pop in and then they get like pushed off stage or something. Right. Or like, like, and, and, they did do like the Mary cosplay, I guess, of, of uh, yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. But like, it just, I, I haven't thought about this again until just now of like, what would this piece be like if there were other bodies, even mm-hmm. just also like, like transition, like the transitions between the little micro conversations where they would like unpack text or like unpack colonialism and Shakespeare, or unpack, et cetera, et cetera. In those transitions, like, what would it mean to have? Yeah, I don't know, more like theatrically infused movement or Mm -hmm. little like vignettes or side scenes of even if it was in like, I don't know, tableau or I'm just like spitballing ideas. But like, yeah, yeah, like, I don't know anything to like, because I feel like this text definitely has like so much like satirical potential and like you don't have to go that route. But I'm just again, I'm thinking of like, if you were to go that route, like how, yeah, how you can pivot and add and garnish. Yeah, like, I, I think, you know, there's a minimum requirement of two actors. Like, this couldn't mm-hmm. just be a single speech monologue yeah, no, no, because yeah. they, the, they dialogue with each other. Yes, the actors, yeah. they reenact the, be- the infamous balcony scene together. And so, <laughs> yeah, I, but there's no, no rule saying you if you didn't have a third or fourth or fifth person playing other roles that they split up the text in different ways that, yeah, I'd be curious to see what alternative versions of this might look like and Maybe they could unlock some more of the satirical potential mm-hmm. that you're noticing in here. Yeah, do you want to? I was just going to ask, was there other things about the title you wanted to say? I went in one direction, but I'm sure there's other things we could. Yeah, I think about. just like Shakespeare by any other name, like the fact that it's any other name and it's not just Shakespeare by another name or Shakespeare colon other names or, you know, it's like Shakespeare by any other name so like mm-hmm. to me there's so much going on there because it's like shakespeare 
And then like the, like, it's like when you see a title of a book and then it's like by, and then the author is any other name. And that alone is like so ambiguous. You're like, who is any other name? It's not just who is this name? Who is this other name? No, it's any other name. So like, there's this universality that's like, Anyone can be Shakespeare. Infused in. Yeah. And then it also just like reminds me again of of the sort of clashing that the characters were having, like you just talked about, like where one of them was, you know, wanting to unpack one pack and the other one's like, no, 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 we'll leave it. We'll leave it. It's like, it's to me like Shakespeare by any other name. It's like, that's also opening up a box of like, it, how do I even say this? Like, there's other ways of talking about it or like what is like you are the one speaking Shakespeare it's Shakespeare's writing or Shakespeare's works but you are the one saying it or you are playing the character so like and it kind of goes back to like us as I say us as me and actor but like us actors Mm -hmm. like when we are given text obviously that text on the page and in the story isn't ours but when we are infusing character into the text, those words do become ingrained in our psyche and our mouths. And so it's, it kind of, again, it opens up this universality like Shakespeare by any other name, because quite truly any other name other than Shakespeare can speak Shakespeare, yeah. you know? And that was like in- indicative in the different little like workshop opportunities that this piece kind of conjured up. Literally with like pulling people up from the audience, but then also with themselves, right? Yeah. I, I think um, yeah, you're 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 putting your finger right on the pulse of the beating heart of this production is that I think the essence of what we saw is trying to reclaim Shakespeare from Shakespeare. And whether yeah. that's from Shakespeare, the individual man who may or may not in the, you know, discussion brought up here have written these works, or Shakespeare the brand that yeah. we associate with the this body of works and all of the culture and shorthand that comes with that. So and it yeah. it also kind of it's kind of like a letter to oh, I don't want to say like permission, but honestly that's the word that's coming to my brain, like a letter of permission or like a letter of acknowledgement that other works can happen. Like mm-hmm. other works can be written inspired by Shakespeare or derived from Shakespeare, but like Shakespeare by any other name, like, what does it mean? Because I think this piece wasn't necessarily like, as radical as like something that's saying, Shakespeare can't be done, we need to rework, we need to have other but it's kind of on on like the cusp of offering like, subtly, like, do we still need to be doing Shakespeare? sure. If some of you think great, okay, great. Let's unpack that. Or why do you think that? Like, it's very much, or it's like, oh, you don't think, okay, cool. What are some of the works that you think should be instead? Like it was very kind of like the scales were balanced. Like it was never, you know, like the piece Mm -hmm. kind of. Like, yeah, at the end, when they talk about indigenous cultures and languages that have been erased by residential schools, by just the, the encroachment of the empire. I think it's making the proposal for not that we should necessarily, it's not even just saying that anyone can adapt Shakespeare and make it their own, but also maybe somebody else could have been Shakespeare yes. if Shakespeare wasn't taking all the breathing room. And who's to say that there wouldn't be an Indigenous author who never got to write down their stories 
couldn't have yeah, had exactly. held the same status in our literary imagination as Shakespeare does if only there was less institutional power backing one horse over the other. Yeah, and almost like in today's day and age, absolutely, we are allowed to have Shakespeare as a micro piece in our acting repertoire. It doesn't have to be the be all and end all. Like, you're an actor, therefore you must love Shakespeare. It's mm-hmm. like Shakespeare by any other name. Like, yeah. what does it mean when we unpack this person's identity and the weight that this one author's identity has placed upon the world and also upon the industry world. And yeah, like and it's, this is a conversation that is happening a lot on our mm-hmm. local Toronto stages. I think of Cliff Cardinals as you like it, AKA the land acknowledgement that uses the trappings of you're going to see some Shakespeare to lure an audience into mm-hmm. a lecture on indigenous sovereignty. I think of Cockroach that was at Tarragon last year. Yep. That is recontextualizing Shakespeare from a Chinese diasporic perspective. Like, we are in the thick of this conversation right now. That's part of why I feel like I'm not sure how much this show is really adding to that discussion, but it is maybe a gateway drug to the people who didn't see those other shows or aren't thinking about this as we've already alluded to. Yeah. And like I said, it's bringing it to the community at large, not just Mm -hmm. theater goers, not just industry folks, because, Mm -hmm. you know, with shows like you just said, like Cockroach and Oh, as you like it, obviously was masked. I Although refuse, the remount I refuse was... to call it the land acknowledgement. I don't like <laughs> yeah. that they renamed it. But something like Cockroach, for instance, like if you are not normally a theater goer and you're planning a date with your loved one, you're like, let's go to the theater. And the chances of you going to see a show called Cockroach at Tarragon Theater are mm-hmm. probably slim. But the chances of you strolling along your local park on a Friday and hearing this, like, a taste of that same conversation is neat. Like it's kind of like, you know, as artists, we're obviously doing our thing on the stages behind the screens. And that alone is encouraging community and contributing to society. But like this production is, I think, an example of when acting and art is literally placed, like I said, site specific society and it's like an active, it's like an activism, like it's a step, you're kind of straddling the stage and mm-hmm. reality, you step know? Up, step up to the streets. Yeah. Shakespeare editions. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that would be a hoot. Just watch some people break dancing in pumpkin pants. Sign me up. But I, yeah. Yeah, I feel like I've said my piece about this. Is there any last minute thing you want to add? No, I don't think so. I think I guess one one last thing is, again, it's very minimalist set. So that's kind of neat as well. Like I said, I had a very like storytelling community experience with this piece. And yeah, I just encourage folks to stroll through and experience it yourself. Yeah, give it a try. Anything to contribute, Ryan, as well? No, I'm happy leaving it at that. You know, it is what it is. I think we've given it a pretty fair and balanced, nuanced unpacking here. And yeah, check it out if anything we've said sounds intriguing to you and you've made it this far without having already seen it. Yeah, amazing. So again, this is Shakespeare by any other name, written by Vijay Padaki, directed by Joey O'Dell, starring Chichi Onua and Talon Alexander. And this is a Dauntless City Theater production and it's happening at St. James Park, August 4th to the 27th, Friday and Saturday, there's 7 p.m. showtimes and Saturday and Sunday, 3 p.m. showtimes. So go on out there. It's pay what you can and 
have a fun time. That's it from us for now. Stay hydrated, stay well, stay happy, and we'll see you next time. Cheers.